we're going to do two sessions of Look at the Book on this unit because it seems to me that when you read it carefully, there are two very strong points that are vying for the the main point. One of them we discover by uh, looking for repetitions, which is what you often do in narrative, and the other by looking at the actual relationship between the, proposi- between the propositions and, and what Matthew is asserting. So we're going to look first at what is often called the virgin birth, and then in the second session we'll look at uh, the fact that he was called Jesus or Emmanuel. So, Father, here in this very Christmas-oriented text, I pray that you would teach us about the nature of your Son, Jesus Christ, and how what we learn of him here relates to his massive and glorious work of redemption on the cross and his worthiness to be worshipped. I pray this in his name. Amen. So let's read it once through, and then we'll go back and ask the question about repetitions. Look for, look for repetitions about what you think the main thrust of this text is. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. And it's interesting that uh, this comes right after all the genealogies in verses 1 through 17. And so you're expecting, okay, all those natural births from Abraham down to Jesus, and here comes a stunning birth that never happened like this in the history of the world. The birth of Jesus took place in this way. When his mother, Mary, had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, there is no Greek word that's uniquely for husband. It's her man, her male, and so this is her, her betrothed man, which is translated husband here, and her husband, Joseph, because there was a, a legal dimension to betrothal in those days. You couldn't just go in and out of it uh, whimsically. Her, her, her betrothed man, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce, and there was a fairly official procedure for undoing a betrothal, to resolve to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your woman. No special word for wife either. It's just your, your wife or your woman. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, He took his wife, uh, but knew her not, didn't have sex with her until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Now let's go through it, circling and counting and the number of times and see how many different ways Matthew uh, points out what appears to be the main thrust, or at least one of the two main thrusts. 
The birth of Jesus took place in this way when his mother Mary uh, had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together. One, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. So here's the negative. This, this child in her womb was not because she and Joseph had had sex. So this is not Joseph. But the Holy Spirit, okay? And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. So he's just, and therefore he's not going to marry a woman who just went out and had sex on him. But he's also unwilling to shame her, so he's a compassionate man. He's going to do it quietly. So this, verse 19, I would say, underlines the fact it wasn't Joseph. <laughs> Not Joseph. Joseph is, is very shocked and going to put her away because she must have had sex with somebody. So this verse 19 underlines this first one, Joseph. So number three, not Joseph again. This baby is not owing to sex with Joseph. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. So <laughs> not fornication. This baby was not conceived by Mary going out and having sex with another guy like Joseph thought. And the angel is making that clear by saying, look, it's okay. She's not guilty. For what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. So this is, this is four and this is five. Again, from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. We'll look at that next time. All this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet. And the reason I'm going to count this as number six in the emphasis on this being a divine conception is because when, when you have a fulfillment of prophecy, what was spoken by the prophets, and that fulfillment is by design, this took place by design to fulfill, God is at work. This is not Joseph planning to fulfill prophecy or Mary planning to fulfill prophecy. This is God Almighty orchestrating the birth of Jesus in fulfillment of prophecy. So this is a divine action. Behold, this is the content of the prophecy. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear, bear a son. A virgin, a virgin shall conceive. So there's seven. A virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as wife, but he knew her not. So there's seven. In other words, even though she's already pregnant and sex wouldn't have anything to do with the conception in order to make it crystal clear that this baby is not born of Joseph. They had no sex until the baby was born. He knew her not until she had given birth to a son and they called his name Jesus. So seven times he knew her not. It wasn't Joseph. It was while she was still a virgin, nobody had had sex with Mary. God was at work 
here. It was of the Holy Spirit. Don't be afraid to take Mary. She hasn't cheated on you. She's innocent. She's a virgin. The husband, uh, her husband Joseph, being a just man, was thinking she was uh, guilty of fornication because it wasn't he who uh, caused this baby by having sex with her. It must have been somebody else, but no, no, it wasn't. So this one means not Joseph. Before they came together, not Joseph, from the Holy Spirit. So, main point, I'm not going to put virgin birth, because if you say virgin birth, if you just say virgin, I'll go ahead and write it anyway, virgin birth, what does it tell you? It doesn't tell you anything about how it happened. <laughs> the point of this text is not to leave you guessing how it happened. Like, how did this virgin get pregnant? This text is crystal clear how she got pregnant. This text is about a divine conception. Right? It was of the Holy Spirit. Of the Holy Spirit. Of the Holy Spirit. Not Joseph. Not Joseph. Not Joseph. So the divine conception. So the, the main point that is, is driven home at the very beginning of this gospel is the, the God-man that is coming into being. Mary is really his mother. And God at work by the Holy Spirit is really a unique, unique. This is a divine conception, so a unique divine fatherhood. Not like you and I. You and me are children of God. This is unique. This has never happened in the history of the world before or since that God stepped down without any human sex at all and caused a conception in the womb of a virgin. And what it does is lay the foundation for all the rest of the gospel, especially Christ's work, how is it that one man can die for millions? Because he is no ordinary man. He's a God-man. And worship. How is it that in 28, 18, they could fall down and worship Jesus and not be committing idolatry or blasphemy? And the answer is because this is true. There was a divine conception Christmas, not just a virgin birth, a virgin birth that is owing to God stepping in by the Holy Spirit and bringing into being a real human being, son of Mary, and a real divine son of God so that he could do the unfathomable work of dying in the place of sinners and he could do the glorious work of receiving worship without our committing idolatry.